Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and I'm here tonight with my co host, Oog Levadier, aka Oogie. If you like us, follow us on at Believe, at Alexander Stevenson, at Oog Levadier. Ask us some questions if you care to know some things. You can DM us. All right. Welcome, Oogie. We've got a big day today because today is Monday and yesterday, Sunday, was your birthday. That's right. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. It's awesome. And it was a big birthday. You are 50 years young. (sighs) Yep. That's right. Thank you. It's I know. Amazing, Sorry, right? I said your age, but hey, that is a big milestone, Oogie. That's very impressive. You know what? In December, yours is coming up, so I'm going to be able to give everybody your age as well. You know that that I works both know. ways. A lady <laughs> never tells her age. You're fine. You're, you're married and you have kids, so you can say your age. Yeah, that's right. And suddenly, in December, there's going to be a podcast just you, not me, because you you don't want to be like giving you the oh, chance yeah. to see your age. <laughs> On the on the week it's my birthday, we are not saying my age, but you know what? <laughs> we are happy that we are the age we are. We yeah, have intelligence, we are healthy, and we have wisdom with the age we are. So this was a huge step forward into your new decade, and I'm That's just right. so proud of you. So tell me what you did. That was It was kind of casual, cool. Uh, we did a lot of stuff, special dinner. Uh, and he had a great, you know, surprise for me. A lot of friends, people I haven't seen for years. So, um, yeah, she surprised me with a great setup. So, it was so cool. So, yeah, I had a great and, time. And we know Anik, your lovely wife, has the best taste. So, I bet it was a full day of celebrations and great gifts. Exactly. You know, football as well. So, everything was rolling. And Davis Cup, everything. And it and was great day overall. Going. And you know what? Also... Beyonce had her L.A. premiere of Renaissance. Really? What is that? Is so that a movie? It was, on, it was the weekend of your birthday weekend. So her concert, Renaissance, it was opposite Taylor Swift's this summer. So it was the Beyonce, the year, the summer of Beyonce and the summer of Taylor Swift. And there you go. people went to both. Or if you just like Beyonce, you went to her. If you just went to Taylor, you went to her. Mm-hmm. Anyway... It's now her turn for her premiere, which is December 1st. That's when it officially drops in movie theaters. But she did a L.A. premiere and very Beyonce-like. She's most private, unlike Taylor Swift, who is everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So listen to this, Oogie. Beyonce went in the back way, waited till the lights were off. Mm -hmm. In her star-studded movie premiere, Lizzo was there. Uh, countless movie stars were there. I can't even name all of them. There are so many. And she snuck in the back, sat down, no fanfare, didn't even do a red carpet walk, and then posted an amazing silver Versace dress on her Instagram. Wow. Just like that. Boom. Just like that. The Beyonce way, uh, a.k.a. Greta Garbo, 1920s, 30s. You remember that actress? Yeah, yeah. Greta Garbo, yeah. Yeah, so Very famous. black and white movies, and then she just disappeared like Greta Garbo. Madonna yeah. sings about her in Vogue, her song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, huh? Such yeah. an icon, huge. I mean, Beyonce's wow, 
such a big influence for yeah, um, so see your birthday week and Beyonce's movie premiere week. Not bad, huh? That's a great weekend right there. Great weekend. All right. So let's get into some tennis news, Oogie. We still have some interesting stuff that happened last weekend. The mm -hmm. Davis Cup, Yannick yep. Sinner, and Italy. Yeah. Huge story there. No huge. doubt about that. How about Jeez. Yannick Sinner saving three match points against Novak Djokovic? That was unbelievable. We were texting each other, all the score and everything. And yep. Just such the way a big... he covered the court his uh, tennis IQ, just mm -hmm. his acumen in the last six months, just to see that growth. You're right. What he's done with his team is pretty extraordinary. It's unbelievable. I mean, just beating Djokovic like twice, same day, singles, doubles, see ya. I mean, Novak, to the finals. Yeah, Novak must have been not too happy there. But For sure. having said that, Italy won that match and then they played Australia for the final. Mm. And they played this. Now, I've never been to Malaga. Have you been to Malaga? No, not yet. I want to go. I heard it's really cool. So they played Davis Cup in Malaga, Spain, which mm -hmm. is Andalusia, part of Spain. Yeah. And they have great beaches, food, and Pablo Picasso is from there. Fun yeah. fact. Look at that. You've got all the knowledge there of that all place. The knowledge. So pretty cool place to play the Davis Cup. And hey, good on, I got to say good on you, like the Aussies do. Leighton Hewitt got his team to the finals. That's right. He did a great job as well. He's such a great captain. Everybody wants to play for Leighton Hewitt. Come on. Yeah. The ultimate grinder. Yeah, and the Aussies are a great team. They all stick together and they all cheer each other on. And yep. hey, the Italians and the Aussies. It was a very fun, exciting final to watch. Um, Sinner in indoors. He was in his habitat. He grew up indoors. Exactly. You can't ask for anything better. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, he was just right on point the whole week. Yeah, so this, um, since the U.S. Open, I'll give you a stat. Sinner has won 20 of 22 matches. Wow. That's he a ends the year 64 and 15 for the season. And in between that, he changed his serve. Mm -hmm. We talked about this from the platform to the slide up. So yep. impressive all around. Especially, yeah, yeah. And he hits, you know, bigger strokes from the ground strokes forehand, especially. He's moving well. So. Mm -hmm. Is to watch. I mean, this upcoming year, it's going to be Djokovic, him, Alcaraz a little bit. He's going to be the third wheel now, maybe. So that's going to be a different, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, could 2024 be Sinner's year to win a Grand Slam? Hey, definitely. I mean, we can call it right now. He's going to win one. He's in the mix. Yeah, he's going to win one. He's going to win a Grand Slam next he year. like just outside the mix the last two years. Now mm -hmm. I feel like he's in the mix. Yep. The I mean, they're going to put him up more. Yeah. Darren Cahill did a great job. I mean, obviously, I all credits to him, especially. He's got a big team. Of course, he's got a, a lot of other people in his box. But I think Darren just, you know, he put his print on, on him just mentally and tactically. I think that shows a lot. And he's more confident. You know, he looks at his box. He's like, okay, I'm confident. I'm going to win these matches. So, you know, all props to him and his team. It's, it's going to be exciting. You know, yeah. next year is going to be exciting on the men's side, uh, for sure. It will be. And what you said, Ugi, confidence. We talked about that last week. Confidence can win you a bunch of matches, right? When you're fit, you're healthy, and you're confident. You could be not even that fit, 
but confident mm-hmm. and get through a match that would be something maybe if you weren't as confident confident and unfit mm-hmm. you would lose for sure i mean confidence is huge we can see this throughout this year especially who was confident was rising in the rankings was winning a lot of matches and on the men and women's side as well and whoever was searching a little bit you know we've talked about uh, felix ogialiasim a little bit and sissy pass and on the women's you know a couple drop downs as well and you know swantek oh. a little bit a little drop and then suddenly she rises up again yeah exactly so two big names coco goff and Sviantek. both yeah, had exactly. moments of the season where they weren't confident and then all of a sudden Yep. One won uh, their first Grand Slam, and then the other won the end-of-the-year championship. So this is why tennis is amazing. There's always another week to figure it out and to be confident. That's right, because right? The, the environment, the coaches, everybody's speaking, talking, and get on the same page, and suddenly a couple changes, and boom, the person just brings back and starts winning again. Exactly. Well, I think Davis Cup – Look, everybody showed up and played it. I know the tennis pundits are asking for a better format. Mm. Return to the six-team world group. Every yep. tie, best of five, doubles decider, singles two out of three sets, um, and then bring the last four teams to one neutral site. Mm-hmm. That, could, that could be a lot better for the players' bodies and the travel schedule. And, hey, I remember growing up in the 80s, the Davis Cup was huge because McEnroe and the U.S. boys and uh, Tom Gullickson was involved in it. And this other guy, other the, the other Tom Gorman, he was a big mm-hmm. Davis Cup captain. And I remember going to see him in Palm Desert. He worked at the Ritz-Carlton yep. when he wasn't the Davis Cup captain. And it was just so big then. So maybe we can bring that back with the Billie Jean King Cup and get the world more interested in it. I mean, obviously the grand slams are the big part right now in tennis, but that team event, it'd be nice to see it raised up a little bit more. I totally agree. And your format suggestions right there. And people are talking about that. I mean, I think these are, these are the right changes, right? Because it's going to be more exciting to see a couple, you know, a couple more matches in singles uh, that could decide actually the tie because it could end up three, one instead of being one all, and then suddenly you have doubles and, so exactly. yeah, a little bit more singles matches, but not long matches. Two out of threes, these are good. You know, people you don't want three out of fives, and you know, in the eighties and nineties it was so long, and you have to switch country after a couple of months. Uh, so that's let's let's get it to two weekends throughout the year, and uh, like you said, you know, the, the scores and everything like that. It's, it sounds great, and then two all a little doubles to decide. Gotta love that. Yeah, we so, love uh, doubles tie. That's always the most exciting part. All right, well, Oogie, now the it's official. It's an official off season, which isn't very long, right? <laughs> because the turnaround is Christmas Eve or Christmas. If you're in qualifying, you're mm-hmm. playing that next day, the 26th. So you really have to fly like the 20th, maybe yep. even the 18th. It's I'm, middle of December. Players are going to be going to Australia to get used to the conditions and training and act acclimatizing. Yeah, think about that. I mean. In all the sports, I think tennis is the shortest off season. For Seriously, sure. it's not even one month. Think about that. People who just played Three in the Cup, yeah. it's going to be less they than have, one month. Now, the top players, obviously, they might take four weeks because they might not play the, 
the first warm up, mm -hmm. but they will get over there because it's on the other side of the world so that they can get used to the time zone. And also it's summer there. So it's not a bad place to be. Exactly. So, but they'll have to think about that and see, see how it goes because all the major sports, they have months of preparation. Think about football. They just so many months to prepare and get ready and of course they have less games but that's you know it's even it's even more important for a tennis player than take more yeah. time off because they're all by themselves and so taxing on your body uh baseball has a long off season i mean and hockey as well basketball yeah, so. they all yeah. do but you know another thing going back to yonic center is that's why I don't know why for sure, but I'm assuming Darren Cahill and his team made the tweak to his serve because they were looking to 2024-2025 year. Mm -hmm. And when you make tweaks, you can't just wait to an offseason. You have to do it in the season and pick maybe when you have a couple weeks off and then start using it in tournaments as exactly. a tennis player. You're totally right because and we think about that through the year. Remember when we're together mm -hmm. through the year? Okay, is that going to be a big change? Oh, so we, we might keep that for December. Or yes. is, that a, is that a sort of tactical change? Okay, let's choose. do that. Yeah. yeah. So you have right? to pick, you know, if it's a, you think it's a two, three weeks, maybe four. So then you have to decide probably in December. But if it's a couple of days or we can include it, or then you, you just probably make the change right then. But it's tough, you know, like if you have to work on your serve or different. It takes a couple of weeks. It does. It's not overnight, like Nadal in, yeah, in the, the, the US player, Open. The player has to decide that they want to do it. So it's like a whole collaboration. And then, but at the end of the day, it comes down to you as the player. If you're <laughs> gonna make the change, you better do it, and then see how it works. And if it doesn't work, go back. But usually, if you have a coach or an advisor or a whole team that's saying we need to make this change, and you trust them, you're like, okay, I'm all in. Exactly. Exactly. And in our days, you have all this data. So you, you, rely, you rely on the data a little bit and videos. And okay, I'm, let's say it's technical. Let's say it's a server, you know, so it, the toss or something's off with the arm or the video know. analysis helps. Exactly. You you tape yourself or <laughs> all these players have videos of themselves on YouTube anyway. Well, so, or we all have iPhones and slow mo. <laughs> exactly. You just press. Ooh, slow motion and then you see okay oh and then you compare yourself to other players that you might like or you might just have the same technique almost or and then you compare and you say oh okay that's there and so you compare and say okay i'm gonna switch that and you experiment a little bit on it it's not that it's not that long because all these players have so much talent anyway so you know you, you see djokovic imitating all all these players when he was younger and he could probably play a little bit like them you know and still be uh you know successful so you gotta change and then if you see it that it's gonna improve your game a lot do it you have to do and it then you, you go can. all in yeah because you right, want to improve well, all these players want to improve talking about sinner going all on and on all in on his serve mm -hmm. we are going to go into the ball and oogie's court i am tossing it to you with a That's very right. good serve toss and i know this is going to be very relevant to how sinner played against novak Djokovic and saved three match points so oogie the ball is in your court oh thank you so much because it's exactly it i was thinking about all these performances and you know Djokovic, especially a week and a, and a half before just dominated the whole field and uh, you know that got me thinking about how can he get into that zone because you can feel and see when all the top pros male and female they're, they're just you know they're zoning 
they're just you know the expression i'm in the zone everything is coming at ease you're just playing out of your mind right i like that we are zoning oogie that's right that's the expression especially in quebec here we say it i'm zoning it's in french but <laughs> je zone totalement oh it sounds good say it again je zone totalement i'm totally zone. zoning i'm totally zone. zoning that's okay. what i'm it, saying it sounds a little cooler in french but well, we can make zoning cool yeah, we could actually. Yeah, it's zoning. Like, yeah, and yeah. not zoning for like a house or a building. Exactly. That's right. Like, like, yeah, a recreation area. Focusing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how do you get into that, that mental state of everything's at ease? Because it's not that easy. A lot of psychologists and, you know, for sports psychologists, they, they try to, you know, they make us, you know, better and aware of that and, so first you have some technique about relaxation. You need to be in a state of relaxation in order to, before a match, of course, I'm talking, you need to be yeah. in, you know, before a match, you want to be relaxed you're, you, for your mind, you open your mind to what's about to come. So then you've made, of course, your tactical and game plan that's been done the night before. Remember, we're always doing that the night before. Yep, we'll recap. Very important. very important because that's part of, of your zoning because when you're zoning, you've been a little bit in that state mentally the night before, in the morning, you visualize everything. So you well, come. And, and the night before you visualize. So you take your game plan and then you visualize the match and how you're going to play out what the game plan is. Exactly. So let's say I'm, I'm going to serve to that, that, that guy's or that girl's back end. I'm going to serve in volley a little bit. I might, you know, go inside, hit more forehands, whatever it is. You might you want to visualize it the night before, maybe two nights before. So as soon as you know who you're playing, that game plan is coming along, you know? So that's really important. Take advantage of all the time you have all those days before. As soon as you know your opponent, scout them, make notes, make your game plan. So you can start visualizing, you know, every time. And when you practice, remember when we practice a week before, you know you know almost who you're playing. We were constantly having practices specifically to that player. Yes. I had I had to learn how to serve left-hander for you. <laughs> I would yep, toss exactly. my ball and I would hit like a like curious. I hit a smash like that a couple years back. He did this inside-out spin, just unbelievable yeah. talent. So, yeah, you were pretty good at that, Ugi. But I also, know. I think going back to visualization. Yep. Um, with the game plan and with your opponent, but I think what also is very important is that every day. Or maybe you have one day off, but six days a week, which is what I did, was you mm -hmm. visualize and you go in a room by yourself and you just close your eyes and you set a timer and you try to think of nothing mm. and like no distractions, with the, which is very hard for five minutes. I mean, you start at two minutes, but mm -hmm. to do that, because when you are zoning, you're really not thinking. Mm -hmm. Everything is just doing it. That's right. Right? You so just... your subconscious takes over and you're just like, your body is fluid and you are thinking, but it's on another level where it's not like you're overthinking or you're, you're, you just know where to go and what to plan. That's exactly it. I mean, that's, and that's tough to do because once you kind of let go. So that's the toughest part because you can try to get yourself into the zone by the preparation, the visualization, being relaxed before a match. But once you step on the court, you don't know how you're going to react. Are you still going to be a little bit nervous? Is the opponent going to throw you something off that you didn't expect? And that can get you out of the zone really quick, 
really fast uh is it start raining is it too windy suddenly or whatever it is there's so variable yep. so many variables in tennis breaks, or your shoe breaks or mm -hmm. somebody goes on a bathroom break but that's why the calm visualization where everything is just like like you're like in a zen mode right that's where mm -hmm. you have to click into whatever works for you if you touch your left ear if you slap your thigh if you say a mantra or something mm -hmm. to get you back to where you're calm and able to control your plan of tennis instead of letting the elements or the opponent control what's happening to you you're totally right and that's why you i made you write game plans and hopefully a lot of players still do and they yeah. write stuff down because you can actually write that down you can say in your game plan let's say it's going well or not let's say it's not going well then what's your game plan b or c or what can you control if that happens you can yeah. always put that in there it's, it could be a two and page even now on the tour where they have coaches coaching them right mm -hmm. so you'll see Djokovic yelling at the coaching box that's his zen moment <laughs> he's yeah. like letting it all out and then he all of a sudden goes zen it's so funny it's so true. every player is different but I still think notes really are helpful because mm -hmm. somebody like talking, especially if you, you're like me, where you don't like somebody telling you what to do on the court mm -hmm. in a point or, you know, yep. when Coco Goff got mad at her box and was like, stop talking. You're right. Iga Shviantik pulled out her notebook. Sometimes it just is like three words that help you get back to where yeah. you need to be in the match. Exactly. And you're totally right. And to me, a lot of times that could be as simple as just play deep, you know, because yeah, tennis, right. when you play a little bit short, then you get attacked right away and it's not pretty. Or <laughs> add to the ball, right? Exactly. So some real nice and real simple as well that you can always do. Somebody, any player, even, you know, even intermediate player that a lot of people are listening to us or you can always play deep. You can always just focus on playing deep or play on the back end of the opponent. That could be it. You know, just play everything to the back end. And then suddenly they hit less hard and then you get more balls in and suddenly you get a short ball, you can attack and that turns around the match around. At that level, it, it's not that hard, but obviously the level we were was a little bit tougher, but yeah, yeah. you know, but you can slice a, a little bit, change yeah. pace, that could work. Or it could just be move your feet. What if yeah, your feet too. stop moving? Exactly. Stop moving your feet. I mean, exactly. I, some of the kids I coach, I'm like still shocked. I have to say, move your feet. Move I do every feet. day as like, well. You're right. Like, it's like, hello, movie or split step, split step. Like it's, you, this is what you do. You walk on the court, you split step. For <laughs> sure. Like, but those simple things are hard to become a good habit. You're right. You don't start out doing them from a young age. And so just having those two habits, split step, move your feet, that helps everything. You're right. Hey, Alexander. Right? It's simple. We're I'm a student of yours. Hey, Alex, I'm a teenager and I don't like to move around and, and sweat. <laughs> yeah. If I move too much, I'm going to burn calories and sweat. I don't want to be sweaty. I mean, those, I those kids are so funny sometimes. They so give us. <laughs> I don't want to move and I don't want to sweat. Like, what, the, why are you running and playing tennis? Then? <laughs> but, oh, I think, but, you know, sometimes I feel like they think they don't want to move because they don't do it. But mm -hmm. then once they start moving, they actually like it. You're right. You're right? totally right. Actually, Samuel, uh, uh, one of my students, he won a 
you know, provincial tournament this weekend. So I was pretty happy. To, yeah, his father just sent me the picture right away. Right away, he won his three matches against people from Montreal and all over the place, and he was so happy yeah. because it was his first win. So yeah. he was so happy. He's 12 years old, so his first win in you know a two-star provincial event. So trophy, right? It was big for him because he was he was always you know stressed out and looking at his parents sometimes, and I'm like, dude, chill out. You just play at your game. Your 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 parents love you anyway, no matter if you win or lose. Just have fun. That's tough to do because you put pressure on himself a lot. It's like I want to win, and I'm like, yeah, but you can't force it. So you have to be in the zone. Exactly. Don't force anything, and that's the our 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 phrase for tonight: yeah. zoning. And you and you play to win, right? And when you're in the zone, you're playing to win, Oogie. Exactly. So let's try to be in the zone right, this I love week. It. I yeah. love it. Let's be in the zone. All right. So I've got some newsy notes. Mm, for us. I can't wait to hear those. Let's go. Okay. So Dallas Cowboys, Washington Commanders football game. The biggest part of that football game was Miss Dolly Parton coming out in a Cowboys cheerleaders uniform. Ooh. And yes, you know those Cowboys uniforms, right? They little look good. Little pop, pop, little shorts. Mm -hmm. Well, Miss Dolly wore the full on thing and had sparkles across her stomach and had on like it was the whole getup and wow. it was so good you can check it out on youtube they did uh they put the nfl put her performance on youtube because it was really? so popular i'm and gonna go sang, check that out i was too busy was too busy partying my birthday busy, but... <laughs> yeah having a birthday <laughs> huge but day she, she sang nine to five jolene and we are mm. the champions and the funny thing was on friday i had just listened to her podcast well i'm sorry not a podcast Howard Stern is a radio show. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I was like, Dolly's having a podcast. No, She's so cool. No. But then, yeah. So this was the biggest radio personality in our world. Ugi. Howard, Howard Stern. Stern yeah, he's interviewed huge. Dolly Parton because she has a rock album out. And it was very interesting and informative. And he, he was like, I can't cover your whole life in 90 minutes. I guess they only had 90 minutes. But he got a lot. And she's a very cool cat, Oogie. I like her a lot after listening to that interview. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I've heard a couple of interviews of her, but not with Howard Stern, but uh, in a movie. I think there was a movie about her or on Netflix or something. I don't know, but mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's so interesting. Her life has just been so unbelievable. interesting, right? And she it's came had from so much drive poverty. to just pull yeah. through. Wow. She came from nothing, like exactly. in the mountains, Tennessee mountains, poverty, mm -hmm. and just how she's built herself up. And she's so positive all the time. And we all love Dolly Parton, so that was cool. Mm -hmm. So, look, we got NFL Week 13 coming up. Um, I feel like Philly, Buffalo, Chiefs, Raiders, Detroit Lions. Should, yep. Would I say um, Baltimore? Baltimore Maybe? is Baltimore is my pick to win the whole thing this year. Yeah, They're unbelievable. 40, I mean, 49ers. Can't forget 49ers. <sighs> yeah, but, I mean, Lamar Jackson okay. is just – Unbelievable. He just is, you know yeah. what? He's the quickest 5,000 rushing yards quarterback ever. So that's huge. And I mean, that's he's just big, amazing. And the right? team is playing well. Their defense is unbelievable. They're not allowing a lot of points. Uh, offensively, they can score. I mean, they've got you know, key receivers there. Just yeah. Beckham Jr. is there this year. I mean, come on. He's just one of the My, best receivers and, uh, ever. Baltimore could go all the way, Oogie. I think they will. I think well, it's my pick. It's it my it pick would make right Pam Shriver's day. She's yeah. huge. Well, she's from Baltimore, but oh, huge that's right. They were playing in LA last night, and she was like so upset that she couldn't go see them. 
<laughs> but tell her tomorrow or whenever you see her that they're going to win this year. Oogie said it. All he right. called it. So All right. I'll tell her Oogie said it. Yeah. She's going to have a great day. You know what? I like, look, Seattle's still trying six and five. Uh, my favorite sports psychologist, Mike Gervais, who helped me with visualization. He oh, works yeah. with Farrell and the Seahawks. That's right. That's I mean, my connection there. He's going to have to work. He's going to work his scout for him. He's going to have to work harder. It is. It is. And then, uh, look, we had um, uh, Colorado. Oh, yeah, the Buffaloes. I think their their, their, their season's the pretty Buffaloes much done. But... done. I mean, we're going from NFL to college, but I got to <laughs> get in my Coach Prime and the Buffaloes. They were 4-8 and eight for the season. But Coach Prime is being positive. He's thanked everybody that's helped him. He's made a huge impact. And mm -hmm. you know what? Let's see the next two years what happens. Right? Exactly. I mean, and then I heard from a little bird that uh, the Kelsey brothers won a podcast award or they have the number one podcast in the nation right now. Hmm, cool. Well, that's good for them because I mean, I'm sure Taylor is bringing a lot of, a lot of listeners as well because oh, she's yes, so big. Yes, exactly. But People they, are, they are entertaining and uh, Travis Kelsey keeps going and he's on a lot of commercials over here, Oogie, in the States. I, I've watched. A little of Monday Night Football tonight, and he had like two back-to-back -back commercials. One was with Mahomes, mm -hmm. and then the other one was, um, I think, his COVID vaccination shot. Oh yeah, he's showing that he like, got black for like yeah. double. He double yeah, influenza up. and the yeah. COVID. Yeah, and they're like, he can grill and mow the lawn, and then he can do both vaccines and flu shot. It's just a funny commercial, but yes, he is the man of the hour still. No doubt. Great for him. Okay. Exactly. All right. We also got um, the Lakers and the Clippers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I liked what uh, the quote was that Irving said his trade from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks this year was likened to the girl who got away. <laughs> really? That's what yeah, he said. that was a fun quote. I like that quote. And then on the tennis world, I haven't really heard much. I mean, I guess we'll hear a little bit more. I'm not really, my pulse isn't on all the social media. So I guess I will have to do a deeper dive to find out some more gossip, Oogie. Um, but on that note, um, my podcast quote goes out to the a former first lady who died this week, um, mm. Rosalind Carter. She was Jimmy Carter's wife. Mm -hmm. And I really like this because we've had Thanksgiving in America. You had Thanksgiving in Canada. Now we have the holiday season and we still have the war in Ukraine and the war in Israel. And we got a lot of conflict going on. Yeah, that's bad. And it's complicated right now, Ugi. But I like this quote from her. Do what you can do what you can to show you care about others mm -hmm. and you will make our world a better place. That's that's it. She's so true. I mean, that's right. Yeah, it's so true, huh, Oogie? So, well, this was a lot of fun. We got our last tournament of the season in with the Davis Cup. That's right. And uh, your birthday. How about that? Hey, two two stones in one. I mean, that, that year is in the book. Um, I've got, you know, 50 more years coming up, so that's all good. 
Yeah, of course. Hey, 50 plus years, right? Hey, Jennifer Lopez is older than you and she looks amazing and you look just as amazing, Oogie. Maybe not, but thank you so much. I'll take that. But yeah. I still, yeah, Jennifer Lopez, you set the ball like a little bit high there. She's She looks like he's 30 something. Jeez. Well, Hey, you look like you're 30 something. So happy, happy birthday, Ugi. I'm so proud of you. And this has been Serving Aces with Alexander Stevenson and Ugla Vadier. And we will see you next week. See you guys. <laughs>